Welcome to IMEC Regional 2021 Podcasts. The show is dedicated to present research results of Polish scientists as authors or co-authors of papers presented during the Regional Conference of European Marketing Academy. The regional conferences are aimed to attract researchers interested in marketing issues, in changing and growing markets, and regarding a regional perspective. The project has been supported by the Polish National Agency for Academic Exchange under the program Welcome to Poland. My guest is Dr. Ewa Kiczmachowska, author of text presented during EMAC Regional 2021 conference under the title Revenue Management Practices in Peer-to-Peer Accommodation, a case of Airbnb. So, um, thank you for accepting uh, my invitation to the podcast, uh, Eva. If you allow me, I would like to start with some definitions. So first of all, could you please elaborate what is revenue management? Uh, what is revenue management practice? And what do you mean by peer-to-peer accommodation? Yes. Um, hello, everybody. I'm really glad to be here. Um, the two concepts that my research was focusing on are relatively new. And the research in this field is expanding really fast. Um, revenue management has been defined as, uh, like scientific definition says, that it is the systematic application of data analysis on demand so that we take a proper decisions on pricing or resource allocation in order to maximize revenue. For us as consumers, just to put it simple, It is visible when we see the airplane tickets at much better rates well in advance of the journey. We call it dynamic pricing in this case. And the sharing economy, so the second concept, is when when underutilized assets that we possess are offered online, this is important, to people who might be interested in accessing them. So uh, when does an old-fashioned renting a house turn into the sharing economy? The turning point is the appearance of the internet platform right in the very heart of the transaction. What used to be a two-way transaction has become a three-way transaction. And the platform that is in the middle brings buyers and sellers together and facilitates the whole transaction. Okay, um... Probably we should also mention that uh, Airbnb uh, was founded in 2008, so um, it's not uh, so very new concept, but I think that, uh, uh, and the business, but uh, using uh, rather broad, this concept is quite, especially in scientific research, new. But also it's, it's really expanding and really developing really fast. Uh, the number of new offerings, the number of new um, listings, properties that are available is really growing. And also new uh, things uh, um, arise around it. So I think, um, yeah, uh, it's still relatively new compared to marketing or... Yeah, ab- absolutely. you're absolutely minus. right. Yeah. And so what was the main goal of your research? Um, The main research question for for this study was how the professionalism of peer-to-peer accommodation hosts relate to their usage of revenue management practices. I was simply interested in how popular are revenue management practices among peer-to-peer hosts 
And if they use them more often or more aggressively, if they become multi-unit hosts or super hosts, these uh, were chosen as indicators for host professionalism. So uh, the fact if the host manages more than one property or if he or she possesses the super host batch, which is um, a separate program run by Airbnb. Okay, so what do you think that... Uh... Mm, I don't know, but uh, I think that uh, just uh, one indicator for professionalism, is it enough? Is it enough to, to, to say that if you have more than one property um, that you, you create uh, you as, uh, um, you know, professional? The, the assumption was, and this was also proved uh, by previous researchers, that once you start managing more than one property, the your purposes or your motivations change. So um, the previous researchers uh, were testing this and they really, um, really showed that once you become more and more, once you start offering more than one property, you become more, I mean, this is the sign of you being more and more knowing the business, applying uh, some certain rules and building your experience much faster, uh, having two or three or more um, properties than if you have just one property to manage. So the, the super host batch was the second uh, was the second indicator of the professionalism, which, as I said, is um, a separate program run by uh, run by um, Airbnb. And to become a super host, you need to fulfill a certain set of uh, of rules that uh, that are yeah, built around the quality of uh, of uh, service for the for the guests. Great. So. Uh... Why you chose uh, the Airbnb? Maybe, I don't know, you are a host uh, as well. Uh, have you ever used uh, this uh, platform as yeah. a client or, or, you know, a host? <laughs> I'm not a host. Uh, I'm a user. Yes, uh, I'm a user. I'm a user during holidays, but also during some short weekend, uh, weekend um, trips. So, uh, yes, I prefer this setup, like much more private and uh, not so official uh, versus hotels. And this is uh, also, by the way, the main reason why people prefer peer-to-peer accommodation versus hotels. It's much less formal having your own um, like separate space that really similar to your own um, house. So uh, this this atmosphere um, is something that I um, highly value versus versus hotels being very anonymous and uh, yeah not not friendly sometimes. So uh, yeah, I, I'm not a host; I'm a user. But in this case, in case of this research, the choice was was quite simple. Um, Airbnb is the biggest peer-to-peer accommodation platform in the world. And uh, what is also important, in contrast to Uber, for example, the responsibility of setting the prices lies in Airbnb with the host, not with the platform. In other words, if we use Uber, uh, the price is set by the platform, by the by the system, let's say, in uh, and the, and the, the driver does doesn't have any uh, influence on the rate. 
while in Airbnb, this is the host who decides what price or what, what rate uh, he uh, or she puts on the, uh, on the website. And as dynamic pricing um, is, uh, as I said before, one of the most important um, techniques or practices in, in revenue management, this was important for me that the decision um, on pricing lies with the host. Okay, uh, thank you. So please, could you elaborate also, how were the data for the study obtained? So this is also very important uh, thing for um, each uh, research. So how you obtain the data? Yeah, the data for this research were obtained from the company that is called AirDNA. Uh, they are the world's leading provider of short-term short -term vacation rental data and analytics. They provide data to uh, hosts, uh, they provide data to um, hotels, they also provide data to scientists. And AirDNA uh, data has been used in the previous studies regarding peer-to-peer -peer accommodation, so the, um, the value and the quality of the data uh, has been confirmed before by other researchers so I could um, I could take the decision to use it as well okay so uh, do you recommend this kind of uh, way of obtaining data um, yes uh, the, the alternative uh, um, to this is scrapping the data yourself um, so um, just uh, obtaining it uh, yourself from the uh, from the uh, Airbnb website. But this is uh, quite uh, time-consuming. Um, it, of course, uh, requires uh, high or yeah, some, some at least, uh, uh, experience with, uh, with scrapping the, the internet, which I don't have. But uh, also, RDNA allows to have the really longitudinal data approach. When you scrap the data, you can scrap it for three months or maximum a year. Um, but uh, for, for this, uh, from RDNA, I could get the data from the very beginning of RDNA existence, so from 2014 until um, 2021. So uh, this I wouldn't be able to get if I, decide, uh, if I decided to scrap the, uh, the Airbnb um, site. So uh, yeah, this was uh, the the biggest um, the biggest pro for for using RDNA uh, data uh, instead of scrubbing it uh, by myself. Uh, thank you for this uh, explanation. I think that uh, it's uh, absolutely very useful tool to use it uh, in research. Okay, so what did you find? How uh, what kind of results? Uh, you can present us uh, today. So maybe anything surprise you or nothing? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, uh, uh, the first finding and the biggest surprise at the same time uh, was the high level of professionalization of hosts in Poland. The data showed that 74% uh, of properties offered through Airbnb in Poland uh, was managed by multi-unit hosts. So, as I said, the hosts managing more than one property. Uh, this is an enormous change in comparison with previous research from other markets, uh, which showed this indicator at the level of, of 50 or 40 for the data up until 2018. So, uh, uh, probably the time 
difference plays the role so that's as the as the number of, of the professionalization process is accelerating but also some of the um, market qualities could also play a role here and this is this is uh, this is very important because um, as we or as you may know uh, peer-to-peer accommodation was in its roots managed by non-professionals like normal people who just wanted to earn some money on the space of the free space that they had and uh, these guys are not non-professionals anymore or maybe what do you think does does this mean that uh, the ordinary people don't offer their homes through airbnb right now just maybe no 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 it's just that they that they stopped to be majority or it's not even 50 50 anymore um it's yeah they still they still offer it's just that the professionalists um just took took the ground and uh, and they are now managing the really really majority of the uh, of the properties that are offered uh, through Airbnb okay so, so yeah. the normal people are still there it's oh, just okay. <laughs> uh, the business grew uh, on top of it um and uh, and uh, yeah as i said they are not non-professionals. In majority, they are not non-professionals anymore. Another finding uh, uh, was that uh, uh, those two indicators of professionalism that I I implemented, um, so the multi-unit and super host, they showed some distinctive differences in behaviors. However, the differences were not equally distinctive. And I will just explain what I mean. So while multi-unit hosts um, show uh, really distinctive differences versus single-unit hosts, and uh, they, this reveals they like strong pursuit of revenue and competitiveness growth, the super hosts uh, show less discrepancies versus non-super hosts. So this again might be an indicator of their goals, so like super host goals being less economically driven. And uh, they seem to he to have more focus on the quality of service, uh, resulting in highest overall ratings from guests, which, yeah, as we know, sometimes creates costs and might not necessarily go in line with hard economic objectives uh, driven by revenue management approach. So um, I think uh, that those uh, two indicators of professionalism. Um, like the nature or the profile of those uh, professional hosts uh, differ, and this also gives uh, gives a good um, a good uh, prognostic for the future that not all of the hosts are going to uh, be purely uh, economically driven. Uh, there are also there is also a group that uh, that will still remain the quality and the relationship and the emotion um, driven ones. Yeah, that's very encouraging. I think that uh, uh, the relationships uh, are still important. Yeah, so great. Um, what do you think? What is the significance of your research for the economy? Maybe some managerial implications you could uh, uh, show us yeah. here. Um, up to my knowledge, uh, this was the first attempt to study revenue management in peer-to-peer accommodation in Central Eastern Europe. Uh, previous research uh, researchers concentrated on um, um, Western settings like US or Canada, 
and this part of the world was not uh, was not um, uh, present in the in the research around uh, these topics. Peer-to-peer accommodation, we have to remember, I have to like stress it that uh, having very low entrance barriers, peer-to-peer accommodation is regarded as the manifestation, we could say, of economic freedom and a tool to uh, to help to develop, to, to boost uh, micro-entrepreneurship in the society. So it is an important power to build the, the social welfare in the society. And uh, uh, in terms of practical results, uh, this study served the interests of mainly two groups. Um, it revealed vile revenue potential for the hosts, existing hosts, who underutilized dynamic pricing and other revenue management practices. Um, and also uh, on the other side, uh, this study for hoteliers, so owners and uh, managers of the hotels, uh, should serve as a warning of peer-to-peer hosts' professionalization who uh, really become equal competitors. As I said before, they are not non-professionals anymore. And uh, being it uh, hotels or hoteliers should remember that they should really treat them seriously as equal competitors. Okay, and um, Eva, could you please uh, answer me, maybe not uh, so uh, uh, easy question, but... Do you think that uh, could be a difference, uh, uh, for example, if uh, the host have some negative experience and, uh, for example, if uh, they have been cheated, for example, and uh, the trust has been compromised? So maybe this is the reason why they want to be more uh, economic uh, driven, uh, not uh, based on relationships, for example. What do you think? Um, I think that a situation of uh, of breaking the trust or in business anyway, this is something like that happens in any business, regardless of this is not, I mean, peer-to-peer accommodation is not the only business when you uh, can face um, cheating or um, untruthful encounter or uh, or a partner. So I, I don't think it's it's anything um, like very specific for this. Uh, so I wouldn't build um, on it in terms of uh, of change of behavior of uh, of the hosts. I think uh, what makes them think more of economic aims or economical objectives rather than those social is simply the the way or the possibility to earn money on it. And again, I don't think um, that there is uh, so black and, I mean, that the situation or the uh, the situation is so black and white. So then one, once you start being economically driven, you don't focus on relationship or yeah, this, this emotional part of the transaction anymore. It's just that the balance maybe somewhere else. But again, I think that economical objectives and the social objectives may well go together. And uh, yes, we see the evolution of uh, of hosts, uh, their, their growth in their professionalism. But uh, um, as I said before, even now from this study, it is visible that there are still hosts that are more economically driven 
and but there are also hosts that are uh, more focused on overall guest experience. And I think it all depends on host's motivations. Um, and these motivations can be of, of many kinds. And uh, yeah, I, I don't necessarily think that, uh, that the, uh, the bad experience with uh, guests might be the reason for hosts becoming more economically driven. I just think that they uh, simply feel that maybe they can earn more. And this is always, uh, always tempting. And again, I don't think it really stops the emotional and social and uh, and um, this uh, experience part. Um, it does not exclude one another. Thanks. Do you think that this is the end of the romantic idea of the sharing economy? So this uh, being more professional on Airbnb. Okay. Um, uh, let me comment on the romantic idea uh, first. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to stress that even in its very origins, like at the very beginning, uh, when yeah, simple people were offering uh, free space they possessed to other people, they offered it to get additional income. Of course, the social context, the emotional values, like meeting new people or better feeling of the culture, yeah, this was all important. But additional income, uh, even if not a dominant factor, has always been there. So I wouldn't say that there is a kind of like a big switch from uh, that at the very beginning, people didn't care about the income and now they started caring about the income. This is, this is not the case, in my opinion. I think that the income has always been there and uh, and. Yeah, it can be still romantic um, with the additional income, I think. And uh, if, if, the, if for the host, this, uh, this uh, peer-to-peer accommodation, this idea can uh, transform from additional income into their main source of income, that's fine. It can be still about sharing the resources, about the building, uh, building the relationships. It can be still romantic. So, um, uh, yeah, I don't think that, uh, that the romantic idea of sharing economy is over. Um, but I, at the same time, I don't think it was like so very much uh, emotionally driven from the very beginning. The economical aspect has always been there. Okay, so um, I think uh, we uh, should now move to the very important question, maybe not for your research, but uh, maybe for our audience. So um, Airbnb is constantly evolving, sometimes uh, due to the regulatory changes. Yeah. So what do you think about the limitation, limitations of peer-to-peer accommodation in some European cities? So how could this affect this market and also oh. customers? Yeah. Yes, um, I think that as a very new business model, uh, as every new uh, business model, Airbnb, when it entered the market, it challenged the status quo of, let's say, the whole accommodation market. Yeah, every time a challenger comes, uh, the earthquake starts and then, um, you know, It shakes until the new equilibrium is reached. And uh, in this case, uh, the development of Airbnb was so rapid 
that it did not only affect the or shaked the hotels uh, businesses, but in this case, in some especially big city centers, it started to influence the real estate structure, which some of the municipalities regarded as like too much. Uh, so that this business, this short-term rental was uh, started overwhelming or um, started to be uh, dominant uh, in these parts of the cities. And uh, um, this is, I would say, a normal process, um, meaning that, yeah, uh, a challenger comes, the whole like equilibrium uh, is ruined, and then uh, it shakes, as I said, until the new one is, is reached. So um, I think this is just what we are talking about here. This is about the process of, uh, yeah, very rapid development and uh, um, some forces, in this case, government on, or, or municipalities, trying to, again, affect, to limit its uh, development to the extent that it will be uh, good for the cities. And this is um, at the moment a separate stream in the research, and it's really um, the literature on it is is getting uh, is getting uh, rich. I would only say that um, uh, we should uh, be aware that every limitation or any limitation that uh, the government or municipalities would impose uh, on peer-to-peer -peer hosts could lead to increase of those very low at the moment entry barriers that I said before are really uh, the sign of free market and the micro um, entrepreneurship uh, boost. And uh, uh, such barriers like taxes or registration or additional limits this could uh, this this could lead to even further professionalization of the hosts, um, and then the question uh, arises: Would it still be a sharing economy, or wouldn't it be a sharing economy anymore? Would be like a normal a normal business, and uh, yeah, that's that's the question that that is ahead of us. Where will this um, go? Where will this? Um, what direction uh, will it take? And I think uh, what we can expect is a, a little different approach uh, for the cities and a little bit different approach for the, uh, for the uh, let's say, holiday destinations uh, like uh, um, Tuscany, Italy or, or Spain or, or like um, South France. Um, I think, I think this, this, this trends might differ. While in uh, in city centers, municipalities would uh, go for limiting it. Um, I think in the holiday destinations, this could still be flourishing and and developing uh, quite well. Okay, Eva, will you explore the peer-to-peer -peer accommodation market further? What uh, <laughs> what kind of plans yes. do you have? Mm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so uh, um, yeah. Although although uh, I'm I'm my my main area of interest is revenue management. I still have some uh, projects in my head uh, uh, for peer-to-peer -peer accommodation, and the nearest uh, uh, one is related to COVID nineteen impact on peer-to-peer -peer accommodation. 
all those restrictions and lockdowns uh, affected tourism as a whole extremely uh, strongly and uh, peer-to-peer accommodation too. So I want to uh, I want to see um, how uh, much was it affected. And uh, the next study will cover the impact of revenue management on main effectiveness KPIs of uh, peer-to-peer accommodation, like total revenue and uh, occupancy rates. So I will try to um, see uh, how much the implementation of revenue management in peer-to-peer accommodation results really in uh, improving revenue and occupancy. And I look forward to very interesting uh, results uh, in this uh, in this area. Thank you very much for an interesting conversation. It sounds really uh, interesting and enthusiastic. So I wish you uh, very promising uh, research results. My guest was uh, uh, Dr. Eva Kiczmachowska and you were listening to EMAC uh, Regional Podcast 2021. Thank you very much. You were listening to EMAC Regional 2021 Podcasts. My guest was Dr. Eva Kiczmachowska, the author of paper about revenue management practices in peer-to-peer accommodation.